Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. Here is the deal. Let me kind of go through what we know, and then I want to discuss this with you. It's just mind-boggling, and it might not technically be illegal, but if it's not, it should be. The reality is, no car insurance, no problem. Nuts to that. Let's get them off the road. Impound the cars. Make the streets safer. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give us a call at 855-616-1620. What are those people talking about? You got a deal. A deal is a deal. Stop whining about it. Live up to its obligations. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Obviously, we're going to talk about the latest developments with coronavirus. In a number of states, people are starting to rebel against the stay-at-home order. Is that the ghost of Christmas future for Wisconsin? We'll discuss that. The latest numbers that are coming out, some plans for reopening the state. And even if we do, how is your behavior going to change? We're going to talk about all that. Also, a couple non-COVID-19 related topics that we will sprinkle in. But I want to start with just... Something I observed yesterday, and my question to you is going to be, have you seen this, and and what exactly is going on? And I'm talking about the the Starbucks mania. Here's the story. So yesterday afternoon, I finished the program about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Normally, my, my wife and I take the dog, and we go for a walk. It was really cold yesterday, so that wouldn't have stopped her from walking, but it stopped me from walking. I had I had a couple errands to run. Had to go to a couple banks. So what I did was, after kind of tidying up, doing the things I had to do, get in the car, and I'm, I live off a, a major thoroughfare. You know, you, you go out of the subdivision I live in, and you take a left and a right, and you're on a major thoroughfare. So I'm, I'm heading, I'm driving my car, I'm heading down to the bank, and oh, maybe a quarter, half a mile down the road from where I live. There, there's a couple, there's a series of, of, of like little strip malls where you've got like seven or eight different businesses. You know, one of the strip malls has a Jimmy John's in it and a fitness thing and a nail salon, all that type of stuff. So you drive past that. All right, as you get to the second little strip mall as I'm on my way to another major thoroughfare, there is a line of cars that is out and coming down the the road. Now, we're talking about 3.30 in in the afternoon. There is this line of cars which swings all the way around the back of the strip mall and then comes out onto the road. It reminds me, you know, every year in anticipation of State Fair, you know, we do our cream puff giveaway and we start like at 6.20 in the morning and people come and they line up. And, and, I mean, when I I get there about 5.30 in the morning and there's just hundreds of cars lined up. Well, this wasn't hundreds of cars, but if there was... If there was one car, there were 25 cars at 3.30 in the afternoon. And I'm watching all these cars that are lined up, and and what they are is they're lined up to go through the drive through window of the Starbucks coffee place that's in this particular strip mall. Now, this is not the first time that I have seen this. And as a matter of fact... I think it would be fair to say, now it wasn't always, it's not always this extreme where it's 25 plus cars that are in line, and this time it's like 3.30 in the afternoon, but I would say that there is always, or at least since 
we started with COVID-19, there's always been this long line that has has backed up. Now, I understand that the place is closed. So you can't, by closed, I mean you can't go in and stand in line and order your coffee. But this line, if you had gotten in the back of this, if your car, you decided, okay, I'm going to park on the, the side of the road, I'm going to get in this line, it would have, my guess is, it would have taken you at least 15 minutes and probably a lot longer than that to get through it. And yet there's all these cars that, that are lined up waiting to go through the drive through at Starbucks. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand. I am glad that you know, people are, are patronizing you know, the, the local business. I, I think that's, that's absolutely outstanding, and that's what we're supposed to do. But I, I do remember thinking as I drove past all these cars and got up to the intersection and then headed off to do my banking, I, I do remember looking at this and thinking, I swear I do not understand this. I, I do not understand why people are waiting in line for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, whatever it is going to be, to get a cup of coffee at 3.30 in the afternoon. Now, don't get me wrong. I love coffee. All right? Got a big mug of coffee right here in front of me now I, I, that I made at my coffee maker. I, I love coffee. And I, I understand wanting to patronize businesses. But it just... It was almost mind-boggling to me that you had these people that were in line for this long. Our number, 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I am fascinated by, by human behavior and why it is that we do certain things. So my question to you is, what's going on here? And do you understand, and would you, you know, wait in your car for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it's going to be, to, to get a cup of coffee at, at, at Starbucks. 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, uh, Jeff, not all locations are open. All right, yeah, that, that's true. I, I, you're right. Matter of fact, around where I live, a lot of the locations don't have the drive-through window things, so they're, they're closed. So I understand... You've got more and more people who you, 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 don't, you can't, don't have the option to go to your regular Starbucks. But at the same time, it's a cup of coffee. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. It's a cup of coffee. You're going to wait in line, and you're, you're going to wait for 15, 20 minutes to get a cup of coffee? Ray in Fond du Lac. Ray, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Hi, Ray. I, I want you to know I think it has to do with normalcy. People are so craving everything to be normal. Getting a cup of coffee from Starbucks is something I used to do daily. Both of the right. Starbucks and Fond du have been closed for better than two weeks. I had to go to Appleton to go shopping at the Sam's Club. I waited 45 minutes in line at the Starbucks in Appleton, the one that's open in the whole valley. I waited 45 <laughs> minutes for a cup of coffee. And Was it actually, worth it? I got two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I, well, I tell you, you're exactly right. If, if I had waited 45 minutes in line for a cup of coffee, I, I would have gotten two as well. 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And by the way, this, this isn't, it's not being critical. I mean, you, I just, I, I was just fascinated by it that, that people were, were, were willing to wait in line that long for a, a cup of coffee, e- even if it's, if it's good coffee. Zoran in Greenfield. You're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. 
thanks for taking my call. I, I, I told your Hi. producer that uh, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts coffee guy, and I literally right. know every day of my life for that. It's it's for my routine, Jeff. So the right. two dollar <laughs> cup of you know the two dollar cup of coffee for me signifies at least that I'm being normal for me, for myself okay. in these times right now. So any little piece of normalcy, like I, I told my son, that he has band practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it was, I had to wake up at 6 in the morning. I'm like, I, w- I miss waking up now. As much as it made me miserable, <laughs> I miss it now because it's not normal. You know, right, and that's right. why, so, you know, like that, the routine, uh, we're creatures of habit, Jeff, and, and it's like this is a great example to wait for a Pike's Peak, you know, coffee, <laughs> a $2 coffee, and you would, you're, you're going to waste $4 in gas waiting for a $2 right. cup of coffee. <laughs> But at least it makes you feel normal. That's all. Have a great day, buddy. Appreciate it. No, thanks, Nicole. Sorry. Yeah, no, and, and I'm, I'm sure that that's actually was kind of what I was trying to get to with, with this topic because, I, I, again, I, I, to me, I, I think I understand people like love the Starbucks stuff, and, and that's that's fine. To me, coffee is kind of coffee, and I, there's some coffee that's better than others. Um, I, I'm not a particular patron of Starbucks. I mean, if I'm meeting somebody there or something, I'll have it. Uh, but but the I, I just was fascinated. That, that people are going to be in these type of long lines. And it wasn't something unique about yesterday. Like I say, I, I see it all the time. Um, Jeff, here's what's going on. People have nowhere else to go. They have plenty of time on their hands, and they want to support local businesses. So why not? Well, again, I'm not being critical. I mean, it's, it's not a question of are, are you nuts to do it. Would I do it? No. But I'm wondering what the phenomena is there. Jeff, these people are insane. Has no one heard of a coffee maker? Um, well, but, but, but there is something more than that going on, because I'm sure people have heard of a coffee maker. Jeff, there is nothing else to do. People are are bored. <laughs> Jeff, is a coffee shop an essential business? Well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're open, like restaurants are open, kind of for the takeouts and stuff. Jeff, I remember being back at a conference where there was plenty of free food and a wide variety of drinks all day, and yet the attendees lined up and waited a long time to pay for Starbucks while missing conference sessions. <laughs> well, that's, there, there is that. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeff, sitting in the car and waiting for coffee as opposed to sitting at home, not much difference. So maybe it's it's something that you're you're out there um, doing. Uh, there is that kind of reality. I've got a couple people saying that they have friends who work at Starbucks, and because so many of the Starbucks locations are closed, what's happening is people are just kind of migrating to the ones that might be open. But wow, Tristan in Wapaka. Tristan, you're on WTMJ. Hello, Jeff. How are you this afternoon? I am well, thank you. What do you think? What's going on here that people at 3.30 in the afternoon are are lined up 25 cars to buy a cup of coffee? Yeah, kind of like a couple of those text messages you just read. I I think more so what's happening right now is people are just bored and they want to be outside uh, while maintaining Mm -hmm. social distancing. So by doing that, you know, uh, going car to car, bumper to bumper in a drive-thru is more so, (laughs) you know, social interaction than just sitting at home than, um, you know, not doing anything. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, it's kind of like the, so it's the experience. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. You're, yeah. you're not like, you're not sitting in the coffee shop interacting, but it's kind of the experience <laughs> in, a, in a way. <laughs> okay. I, th- thanks exactly. for calling. I mean, there, you know, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. It's that, that could be, you know, it, it was funny when we, on, on Saturday, I told this story before on Saturday afternoon in advance of Easter, what we did is we 
we, the royal we, my well, Fran and I, we we prepared. We had we had like Easter baskets. Um, you know, we had we had you know Easter presents for friends and family, and you know it was different things. Sometimes candy cards for the grandkids, stuff like that. And, and we we made the rounds. We drove around, keeping social distancing. Didn't go into any of the houses, but you know we we drop off the the plant or we drop off the, the candy. And we went to a whole different bunch of locations. As we were driving out to the west side, seventy um, sixth and Good Hope, there was this gas station and. There was a food truck in the gas station. It was kind of like a barbecue truck. And, and the line must have been at 25 deep to, to go and, and patronize the food truck. And everybody, everybody was in line, and there were, there were people, and they were, they were six feet apart and stuff, and they were there. So, I, I mean, it was. I think, I'm sure this was great barbecue. I have no doubt about it. But I think people were probably, they were bored, and they're looking for something to do, and you're, you're looking to get out, and, and, and they're looking for a way to interact. And um, the, the cops weren't shutting them down, at least. Chris on the west side. Chris, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. I have to agree. I think some of it is wanting the sense of normalcy. But for me, as a home care nurse, in the middle of a 12- or 13-hour day, that cup of coffee kind of makes my my day go a whole lot better. And um, <laughs> right. right now, right. Starbucks, Starbucks is giving first responders and medical personnel free coffee. So I usually end up spending extra money on something to eat with it. <laughs> because I feel free just taking the free coffee. Oh, you shouldn't feel funny if they're offering it to to your thing. And I I would take it. I guess my question is, how long would you wait in line for that coffee? I think the worst the worst I've done was maybe ten to fifteen minutes. I I'm usually at kind of an odd time of day that I go, so it's usually not too bad. But uh, right, got it. Okay, not, well, thanks for calling. No, thanks for calling. Thanks, thanks for all you do. Yeah, it's it was just it is, and and, and you're right. They they do they are giving some free coffee for um, I, I guess first responders, right, um, and frontline healthcare workers. So that that's part of it too. There's people that are waiting there, but it, it's just I mean it, it's a good thing, and I'm not being critical. But believe me, I'm not being critical. You you want you want to wait in line a half hour to to get the cup of coffee? Go wait in line for a half hour and support the local business. Get yourself out of the house, but still maintain that social distancing. I'm, I'm okay with all of it just thought it was an interesting phenomena back with more in just a minute this is jeff wagner you're listening to jeff wagner on wtmj so very glad to have you with us ton text jeff funny you're talking about this i just drove by the starbucks on highway q in menominee falls they have at least 15 in line also one of our heroes in a squad car was in line as well yeah um you know, no, no, no kidding, Jeff. This is like Chick Fil A. Nothing better to spend people's money on. Uh, that, that's true. There's not a lot of options nowadays. Lines around Chick Fil A on Saturday night were double wide all the way out the main driveway. You can buy a whole chicken, grill it, and have your own favorite flavor. Um, but but people are in line for Chick Fil A. Uh, Jeff, Starbucks is like comfort food. If we had one, I'd wait in line 15 minutes for it. There, there is. Definitely that appeal that's out there. I know I've told this story before, and bear with me, but at the same time, lots of people, new listeners as a result of the coronavirus thing and all. The the last time I, seriously, the last time I saw consistent lines like that was last fall when we were doing our, our river cruise that started in Amsterdam. And I, right around our hotel, 
we were you're starting to walk around the streets and head out to dinner and there was a line of people like 50 deep standing waiting for the, the storefront that was selling french fries but it was like 50 deep selling french fries and one of the guys i was with we're going man there, there must be something is there a chance to make money i mean maybe these are the world's best french fries and what we need to do is maybe we need to figure out a way to license these things and bring this to milwaukee because there are people standing 50 deep all right, and of course, my wife is looking at me skeptically and all that. So a day or two later, right the night before we're supposed to leave Amsterdam, we, we go out to dinner again. We walk past the same place. Now it's raining. The line is, again, it's like 50 people deep standing in the rain waiting to get up to this French fry thing, at which point in time I say, look, this is it. i got to figure this out. So I get in line, and I, I, I wait you know, with you know one of our other friends. It's Betty and I in line, and we're waiting to get up there. We get up there. We, we buy the, the French fries, and you know, they come in this cone and there you can get different toppings on them and okay so so we buy this and i'm like okay well they're they're french fries they're they're okay nothing nothing necessarily special to see here they're, they're okay and of course my wife is just shaking her head and she's like jeff okay here, here here's the deal this is amsterdam everybody smokes dope which is true you walk through amsterdam it's like being at a rock and roll concert in 1979 she said these people are all high this this is it's the munchies you know so unless and until wisconsin you know, legalizes pot and allows people to walk up and down the street smoking it, the people aren't going to be standing in line waiting to get these French fries. But, and I, I think she was probably on to something, so there there goes my latest get-rich-quick scheme. But I tell you, people are lined up to get into Starbucks, and maybe it's because we don't have anything else to do, but we're, we're figuring out ways to spend our time. How cool is that? Back with more in just a couple minutes. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Welcome back to the show. So very glad to have you with us. All right, let's do our daily look behind the, the COVID-19 coronavirus numbers. And, and see, I think this is important because, as I have been saying repeatedly, to me, a one-size-fits-all approach makes no sense at all. You've got to look at, at where problems are, where numbers are coming from, and, and then you have to plan public policy accordingly. And I, I think that's getting lost in, in some of the discussion. And the more you see some of these numbers, the, the more telling they are. Now, the numbers, the, when, we, when we look at some of these numbers, they vary a little bit because the state reports numbers once a week, once a day. And the various counties report numbers at different times. So you, you might, there, there's a little bit of a variance. But there, there is a pattern emerging for, you know, whatever reasons, there's this pattern emerging that I think maybe starts to inform how we get around to reopening the state. Here, here's the latest numbers that, that I've been able to kind of cobble together. Again, these are sort of approximates, but you'll get the idea. Um, we, we have currently around, in the state of Wisconsin, 3,816 confirmed coronavirus cases, 3,816 in a population of 5.8 million. But 3,816, that, that's been going up, so it's not like we, we've seen like days across the state where there hasn't been any, but it's not going up exponentially. But 3,816 and 186 deaths. That's the most recent number that, that I have, putting these different things together. And you also have... 39,326 negative tests. So the, the overwhelming majority of people who 
present with symptoms who are able to get tested they're, they're found that they, they they don't have covid 19 which is a it's great they've probably got you know influenza type a or b or, or whatever so the vast majority of people who present with symptoms it's not covid 19 which is good so 3816 confirmed cases 186 deaths here's here's the staggering number that really i think should be discussed more of that 3816 those 3816 cases 1,937 cases come from Milwaukee County. So half of the entire number of COVID-19 cases in the entire state of Wisconsin come from Milwaukee County. 50% is Milwaukee County uh, alone. And um, of, of the cases in Milwaukee County, 1,500 cases come from the city of Milwaukee. So let, let's round up. 2,000, let's round up to 2,000, 2,000 coronavirus cases in Milwaukee County, which is more than half of all the cases in the state. And of those in Milwaukee County, about three-quarters, 75%, come from the city of Milwaukee. Now, I, I throw this out there simply because when we start talking about figuring out how you're going to reopen the state, and if the concern is, we want to make sure that area health care systems aren't, aren't overwhelmed. It would seem to me to say, all right, where is, where is the problem? And, and where, is, where is the area and where is the hot spot? And at least thus far, the, the vast majority of the, of the problems appear to be you know, centered in the city of Milwaukee and in Milwaukee County, which to me would be a justification for focusing extra attention and saying, okay, what we do for Milwaukee County and the city of Milwaukee um, might, might be different than what we need to do for Manitowoc or Marinette or whatever. The other interesting number, and it's an unfortunate number, 186 deaths. And again, I'm kind of ballparking this because th- it changes. But 186 deaths. Of those 186 deaths, 100 statewide, 104 come from Milwaukee County. 104. So way over 50% of the deaths come from Milwaukee County. And my guess is, of those deaths from Milwaukee County, the vast majority of those are going to come from the city of of Milwaukee. So it's very clear to me that after four weeks of Safer at Home, what we're starting to see is we're starting to see a a local – is it a statewide issue? Of course it's a statewide issue. But if you just look at at the numbers – you're starting to see an intensely localized issue, which uh, clearly tells me that, all right, when we start to figure out what we're going to do about this and where we need to put resources and what we need to focus on, you, you focus on, on the area where there's the hot spots. And, and even in Milwaukee County, by the way, the, the grow, it appears that the safer at home stuff is working because you're not seeing exponential growth or anything, even in Milwaukee County. But that the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County is where the principal problem is in in the state. So I throw that out with just the idea of moving forward if we try to figure out, you know, what, what do we end up doing? And look, and I understand you don't want to do something that's going to suddenly cause there to be a huge outbreak in La Crosse or Green Bay or, or whatever. But at the same time, the problem in Green Bay or La Crosse or whatever is different than the problem you have in the city of Milwaukee. And I think it's fair to say when you try to address things, you've got to take that into consideration. When we come back, interesting national numbers out. How concerned should we be about this national number? And let me give you a hint. The number 
$22 million. I will explain in just a minute. Stick around. This is Jeff Wagner. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Glad to have you with us. The number is 22 million. What is that number? That is the number of people who have now become unemployed. This week, 22 million Americans filed for unemployment aid. Um, that's And that is, that's up 5.2 million from last week. In the last month, 22 million people have filed for unemployment. All right, 22 million jobs lost. If you go back to the Great Recession of 2008-2009, after that, the Great Recession, America lost 21.5 million jobs. So let me put this in perspective. All the jobs that were created and gained in the decade after the 2008-2009 recession, all of those jobs have now been lost over the course of the last month. All of them, 22 million jobs. Now, hopefully, once we start to reopen the economy, a number of those jobs will come back. But let's be honest, a lot of those jobs are are gone, and they're gone forever. Now, we we talk about the the need to, to reopen versus the need to be safe, and we've discussed that from various perspectives over the last couple weeks. Typically, what I find is it it breaks down in a couple categories. There are some people who say, okay, well, we, you know, if we've got to keep Wisconsin shuttered for another couple months to ensure safety, then we do it. Now, now, generally speaking, I'm going to generalize here, but the people who who feel that way tend to be people who are um, either their jobs aren't in jeopardy, Maybe they're, they're working from home or they're, you know, public employees who their, their jobs, again, aren't, aren't, they're not really in risk of being furloughed, although some public employees are, or they tend to be folks who are retired for whom, so you're, you're, you're drawing your Social Security, you're, you're living off your savings, so you don't have that, that pressure of trying to worry about, gee, you know, what happens if I'm not working and I, I can't make my rent? So th- there's that one section. The people who tend to be on the other side of, like, we've got to open this up, you know, right away, tend to be the folks that are saying, my, my gosh, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and now I'm not getting paychecks, and I'm running up my credit card bills, and, and yes, I understand that, you know, the landlord can't foreclose on me for 60 days, and I understand that We Energies isn't going to shut off the power during this, but at some point in time, I'm, I'm going to have to pay this money, and I'm losing all this revenue that I, I'm never going to be able to, to get back. And, and it becomes a personal crisis. And that's how I, it tends to, it seems to me, that's how it tends to break down. Look, for a lot of us, this is, this is an inconvenience, what, what's going on. You know, either, I mean, I'm, I'm still working, I'm working from home, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working. 
Um, I'm not worried about you know financial stuff for our personal for our family, but I am worried for friends and all who again were people that I've known for years and years who have run businesses that I am afraid are going to go under. But it all really depends kind of on whose you know ox is getting gored in connection with this. But these numbers: 22 million jobs lost just in the last month. I want to open up the phone lines and and I want to talk to those. Folks, our number, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right. How worried are you about your economic future, your your job? Now, maybe maybe you're still working, but maybe you had to take a cut in pay. Maybe, you know, your, your company is still open, but you ended up getting, you know, laid off or furloughed or whatever, but you anticipate that gee, as soon as this thing is all over, you know, you're going to get called back. So right, right now it's a speed bump. Um, or maybe it's a deal where, hey, you know, you worked in a particular industry, the place is closed, and there's real questions as to if the place is going to reopen and, and when it reopens. So 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. How worried are you about the economic, your economic future? Again, moving, moving forward, because I, I think to me, we, we hear a lot and, and we understand that, look, nobody wants to get sick and nobody wants to have their family members sick and all those things. And they're very valid concerns. I'm not sure we hear enough on the other side from the people who are genuinely concerned that, you know, they're from a financial perspective, you know, their, their job might be gone or, you know, what's happening now, the inability to go to work or whatever is really, you know, going to have long standing and significant economic consequences. So 855-616-1620, that's the um, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. How How is this affecting you? Jeff, here's a couple of texts while Gru is lining up the calls. I have an underlying autoimmune condition. I'm very capable of making sacrifices to keep myself safe. We've learned much the last few, few weeks. I'd prefer that people work and leave me to wear my mask and distance myself as I should. We're all pretty smart. I think when we can be responsible. Uh, that said, better testing will make this easier. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Robert in Two Rivers. Robert, you're on W. TMJ, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What do you think? Hey, um, the uh, there are those who are going to make more money on unemployment right now that are out of work. Um, there are those who uh, were furloughed or let go that still have the opportunity to get employment. They just have to, um, you know, be, they need to do it. Uh, they need to get out there and do it. Part of the problem is they're of course, they're scared of the COVID. Yeah, I get it. But there are jobs mm-hmm. out there. I mean, Lowe's and Manitowoc is making their sales every week. Menards is making their sales every week, and they are all hiring right here, right now. Yeah, I mean, thanks for call. Well, right, you're, yes, you're, if, if you want to go work in Amazon delivery, there, there, or you, or you want to go stock shelves at Pick and Save and things like that, and I'm not minimizing that. There's, it's great that that, that that stuff is going on. So there, there are jobs, but I guess – you know, looking looking forwardly. I mean, if you're if you're a commuter a, a computer programmer, or you know, you work in in retail and things like that, 
and there's a serious question about whether or not your your company your your chain of stores and this this isn't just small businesses i mean this is this is big businesses as well i mean you know you you look at retail as a great example there's all sorts of people who really smart people who think that um for example some of the big chains like jc penney's and macy's they they may not come out of this 855-616-1620 uh let's see uh, Jim says, I'm terrified. I cannot go back to work safely. Um, I can't go back to work safely. Smithfield Meatpacking is a prime example. They were, um, of course, the, the, they, the Patrick Cudahy thing, they just announced they were going to close for two weeks. Um, we need a rigorous testing policy to ensure that test kits are available. Jeff, I'm a government employee working like normal, but I'm working from home. I know furloughs for people who can't work from home are coming. I would expect I'd be asked to take some furlough days to help share the pain. That, well, that's, I mean, it, th- this is going to impact on all, all sorts of people. And I guess my, my question and part of my concern is, how long can this go on and, and what does it look like on the other side and how worried are people about what's happened through no fault of your own. I mean, again, I, I go back to this number. All the jobs that have been gained over the last decade, gone, gone in the space of the last four weeks. Now, hopefully, again, some of them will come back, but let's be honest, some of them aren't. Jane in Milwaukee. Jane, you're on WTMJ. Um, hi. The entertainment district is pretty much shot. Everything for summer is gone, from the festivals mm-hmm. to Summerfest to the concerts at Miller Park. These people are hurting. They're all out of work. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at the hospitality industry, as long as we're talking about that. I mean, the, all the... All the servers and you know the the managers and all the businesses that, well, think, that sell liquor to the bars. I think, I think the the dining and entertainment kind of thing go hand in hand. But I think people forget about the people who put the shows up, the people who run oh, the yeah. shows. The market oh, the yeah. market center is shut down. There's no theater yep. place coming in. There's no rep. There's no pass. There's no. Right. Summer festivals, all the ethnic festivals are gone. These people right. aren't going to work to probably September, if that. Yeah, if that. No, thanks for calling. No, you're you're right. And this is, I mean, these are these are going to. And part of that, you know, part of that issue is, and this is a point I, I've been making, and well, it's part of another topic we got coming up later on the program. See, even if you open up the the state, even if you say we're going to let people get back to normal. Well, just just because you you raise the curtain doesn't mean that people are going to get back to normal. I mean, for for example, there there are some things that I would unhesitatingly do. Okay, if if this particular place was open or this person could do business, would I do business? Yes, exactly. At the same time, it's I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be a while before I would be heading back into you know what would otherwise be a crowded sports bar. It's going to be a, it's going to be a while before I, I would do that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the next major festival that hasn't announced its plans yet is State Fair. And, I mean, right now you've got a big part of State Fair that's being converted to, you know, an area in case there's a surge with COVID things. But, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I love State Fair. I love Kathleen O'Leary. We're, we're longtime friends. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what it looks like because even if you say, okay, have State Fair, what does that mean? Will people psychologically be at a point now where they're, they're willing to, to go out and kind of be shoulder to shoulder with large crowds on, on a Friday or a Saturday night? And I don't, I don't know the answer to it. My, my guess is, is a lot of people 
particularly people who might be susceptible to this, they're, they're, not, they're just going to make the decision, no, I'm, I'm going to sit out and, and, and wait. And I think that's going to be one of the, the things that, that's moving forward as well. Yeah, for the entertainment industry, all these things you're talking about, and the people who work in support services, it, it's not going to be a, a pretty, it's not going to be a pretty picture at all. Pat in Burlington. Pat, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey there, Jeff. First time caller. Um, I guess you can say I'm a business owner, very concerned. Uh, I realize the health of the people is very important, as I basically have four employees right now that have uh, the symptoms of COVID-19, but yet when they call their doctors, the doctors say, well, we aren't going to test you. So I think the numbers that are out there are way underestimated. I think the amount of people infected is way higher than the numbers that are being disclosed, because if we're not testing we're never going to know what's going on. And as a small yeah. business person, um, yeah, there's a lot of concern about the future of our family business that's been around for 126 years. Um, right. How are we going to survive this? We did survive the no. Spanish flu in the early 1900s. But right now, uh, you know, the PPP program that's out there is really nothing more than eight weeks of payroll. But I, I have to hire the people back even though we're under orders of being a non-essential business, so we're told to be closed. So I can't even bring them back to pay them to even take advantage of the PPP program. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of small businesses out there that are struggling. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for the call, Pat. Again, and it's funny that you mentioned that. There's a big story in the Wall Street Journal today about how a lot of small businesses that might be eligible for this assistance, they're doing exactly what you were talking about. They're, They're saying, look, we're we're not going to take it because it just doesn't make economic sense. We're we're going to close our doors because you know if we take it, we we have to be in a position. We have, you have to use it to keep the employees on salary. On, on you know we have, you have to keep paying your employees, and then you know we're we're trying to look at the future and the future. You know, depending on how long this goes, is very, very murky. I just bring this up again. There is this this other issue that sometimes I, I don't think. Regardless of how you feel about when we should reopen stuff, there, there is this very, very real train that is coming the other way at, at America, and, and that is what 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 are we doing to the economy, and what are we doing to jobs, and in particular, what are we doing to the people that the people like the last caller was talking about, who you know work in the entertainment industry. What are we talking about those people who who don't have enormous savings and, and aren't retired getting Social Security, these people who have to make payments and, and have to figure out how they're going to pay for groceries. What, what are we doing to make sure, and it's not a government handout. We're not talking government handouts for the rest of their life. I mean, what are we doing to make sure that those jobs that they were working at are going to come back and come back quickly? This is Jeff Wagner, back with much more in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Okay, Governor Tony Evers preparing to issue an order which continues safer at home until Memorial Day. So for another essentially six weeks, um, and I'm, I'm reading through the, the order right now, um, business essential business operations 
are allowed to remain open, except he's putting new restrictions on them for stores. So we're we're tightening them up in in some respects. For stores with less than 50,000 square feet per customer space, you're limited to 25% of the total occupancy limit, 50,000 square feet or more, four people per 1,000 square feet. You're required to offer two hours per week of dedicated shopping time. All right? Prohibited activities. I'm reading through the order now. All public and private gatherings of any number of people that are not part of a single household or living unit are prohibited, except for purposes, limited purposes in this order. Um, so essentially, if you want to, again, go over and, and visit your friends or your children who don't live with you, you are out of luck. All schools ordered closed for the end of till the end of the school year. Probably no surprise there. Libraries remaining closed till Memorial Day, except um, they could open up to provide online services and curbside pickup of, of books. All right, here's where we go. Places of public amusement and activity, whether indoors or outdoors, places of public amusement and activity are closed, including but not limited to amusement parks, carnivals, water parks, licensed public or private swimming pools, splash pads, aquariums, zoos, museums, fairs, children's play centers, playgrounds, theme parks, bowling alleys, movie theaters, concert and music halls, country clubs, social clubs, and gyms and fitness centers. There are a couple exceptions. Public and private golf courses may open, but you can't use golf carts. Um, Tea times must be made in advance. The pro shops closed. Tea times must be spaced to avoid gathering. Driving ranges remaining closed. Public parks and open space may be closed at the discretion of local health officials, um, salons and spas. This includes, but not limited to, hair salons, barber shops, nail salons, day spas, um, waxing salons, tattoo parlors, tanning facilities, all continue to be closed. So Governor Evers says if you need a haircut, you're out of luck for another two months, month and a half. Um, <clears throat> then, then it goes on to, to list other sort of stuff. But um, bottom line is not backing off, kind of du- <clears throat> doubling down, and what what you're seeing is, a little bit of a relaxation, but but not much of a relaxation. The governor's decided we're going to try to essentially keep the state closed for, you know, another six weeks. All right, our number, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I, candidly, what we are seeing in other states is more and more people who are starting to say, look, enough is enough. You had big demonstrations in, in Michigan and elsewhere yesterday by people who are saying, we, we, we appreciate this, but you've got to allow us to be smart. You've got to allow the state to start to open up. In this particular case, um, we're, we're moving in an opposite direction. We're, we're continuing to keep things closed, and you know, candidly, it looks to me like we're, we're, we're even putting additional rules <clears throat> on on certain stuff to tighten things even more. All right. Um, restaurants shall close. And again, this is it, except you can remain open for takeout or food delivery, etc., etc., etc. Bars, restaurants, breweries, brew pubs, wineries shall close, except that they will allow carry out sale of alcohol to people. 
All right, no seating may be provided. Food and drink may not be consumed on the premises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, it's a long list, but you get the idea. Our number, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Governor making clear that he intends to keep the state buttoned up through pretty much through Memorial Day. That's the plan right now. What do you think of that plan? 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Gru is lining up the calls. We discuss in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. We're back. In, in essence, long story short, the governor extending... The current safer at home, no business operations orders through Memorial Day. There are some exceptions um, allowing, you know, some businesses can open to make deliveries or offer curbside pickup, but essentially barbershops closed, not hairstyles closed. Restaurants effectively closed. Um, no in-person dining. Um, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's start with Eddie in Franklin. Eddie, you're first. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is a little upsetting. I think this is a blanket order. Um, I believe that there's uh, a ton of businesses out there that have foot traffic that is equal to or less than, say, a liquor store. And uh, there's no reason why they can't maintain the same type of safe distancing and sanitizing uh, uh, stuff that's going on with these liquor stores. You know, what makes a liquor store any any more qualified to doing these safe distancing things? Um, I have a lot of friends of mine right now that are, are just waiting to get back to to work, you know, and have small businesses. And they feel like uh, they're just kind of getting passed over. And it, it's just well, unfair, in my opinion. Thanks for calling, Eddie. They are. I mean, this. unless I'm missing something, and again, this order just came out, I do not see any sort of broad type of, of reopening. I mean, he's he's tinkering around the edges a little bit, but bars, restaurants, they, they are being ordered closed. Um, tougher restrictions, actually, on some of the, the essential businesses that, that are there, um, they're not movie theaters they're they're going to be closed um all these different things public spaces they they can end up being closed so the, the governor is essentially doubling down and saying that he, he intends to keep the state closed to non-essential businesses what he defines as non-essential businesses for the next six weeks and the bottom line is if, if this stays in effect let's be honest there's a lot of businesses that you're not going to see again, that this will effectively kill. 855-616-1620. Armando and Shawno, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. Um, you know, I, I, I understand it um, because we're up here, we're coming up to tourist season. And when we had that really beautiful day on Saturday, there were so many people from Milwaukee area and Chicago coming up here. And why can't you just stay at home? You know, Mm -hmm. we went from zero to six cases in two weeks. So I kind of understand what he's doing because people are still going to come up here. And we can't deal with that up here. And people are kind of getting upset from people down that area coming up here for the cabins. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we you should be staying home. If people were what? responsible and they said, hey, I can wait for a couple of weeks to get to my cabin or come up to my lake home because it's really cold now, why come up here? Well, I walk get me the through. idea. 
see, walk me through what you think the end game is, because, I mean, here, here's the reality. You know, until we get a vaccine or a treatment, we're, we're always going to have the coronavirus. So, and, and that's probably best case scenario, year to year and a half away. So, what difference does it make if, if your concern? And I, I get it. Is people from Milwaukee or Chicago coming up to um, their, their lake place in, in Shawano? What, what's the difference if they do it in the middle of May or they do it in July? I mean, they they, they can will, still be carriers I, of coronavirus, right? I will. I am still. I work every day because I'm an essential worker. So everybody around us is, like, getting upset that people are coming up here. If you had, because people don't have personal responsibility, they aren't taking this seriously, stay home, you know, just stay home, and then come up later. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to still be here, but the longer we drag this on, the longer it's going to take us to get over this. And we do not have the facilities or the money to take care of the people up here. Got it. You know, okay, well, thanks small, for the call. I, I, not- no, I, I get it, Armand. I, I, I understand. Um, I, I guess the, the question is, if if we order, let's be honest, you, you order, you take a tourist community, and you, you order all the, the bars and restaurants, for example, to to stay closed in that community for for two months, and let's be honest, the reality is a lot of those places are never going to open up again. So there's not going to be anything to come back to. Now, I, I get it. You, do, you don't want to have that spread. But, I mean, the governor has doubled down, essentially. And he's essentially said, okay, we're going to continue this uh, for the foreseeable future. 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's talk to Jerry in Milwaukee. Jerry, you're on WTMJ. Jeff. Your concern about the businesses when they're closed, there will be no business to come back to. Well, let me ask you this. If you open the businesses and people don't, uh, and they come flooding in like fleas into these bars and restaurants, and then all of a sudden the virus gets bad again, and you've got to close it down, what have you gained yeah. then? Well, well, first of all, I don't accept that that's necessarily going to happen. I, I don't know about you, but it's going to be a long time before I, I'm going to be going into some packed sort of bar. I, I think that's going to work it out itself on its own. I mean, I, I just don't see people doing that. Secondly, I, I, don't you think people are getting smarter and maintaining the, the social distancing? I mean, I, I know the people I know are. I mean, why do you assume well, there's a lot of that all... I know that are not doing it, Jeff, so... I, maybe you do, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Well, um, th- thanks for calling. Again, I, my, my point is, if, if that's your position, then then what we need to do is just close everything down for the next year and a half. Be- because if, if that's the position, that we're just going to close things down until we find a cure for this or a vaccine for it, you're, you're talking about a year to a year and a half. And for all those people out there who are in the so-called non-essential businesses, Right. What what is your life going to look like um, two weeks from now, four weeks from now, six weeks from now? 855-616-1620. Back with more in just a minute. If you're on the line, please hold on. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Uh, there is going to be a press conference, one of the press availabilities at 1.30. We will obviously carry that. Breaking news is that the governor is essentially 
issuing the, the safer at home orders that have closed so much of Wisconsin. He, he's essentially continuing that order for another what six weeks or so. May twenty sixth, the day after Memorial Day. There, there are slight exceptions. Uh, schools will remain closed. Perhaps no surprise. Restaurants will remain closed. Any and movie theaters are ordered to remain closed. Non-essential businesses are essentially ordered to remain closed. There are some exceptions that they could maybe do some curbside delivery and stuff. Uh, barbershops, hair salons, all those places ordered to be closed as well. Let's talk to Jerry in Milwaukee. Jerry, you're on WTMJ. Hello. Good afternoon, Jerry. Uh, Jeff, how are you? Good. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with the governor. And the reason why I do, Jeff, is this. Rather than have places open for decided by economics or politics, I trust I trust the professionals, that is, med- medical people. And as I told your producer, should you or I have a close relative die because they went to get their hair done or for some other reason that was opened by your reasons you'd be boohooing for a year that, that, you and that, that, i would be let boohooing me, let me ask you this right, what, what do you do for a living well, right now i'm i work in, in finance okay are, are you retired are you currently I'm retired. I have nothing to do with this. Okay. No, no, it's okay. So you're, you're, I was in in Vietnam. I was in Vietnam where I saw action. All right. I mean, serious action. But you're, but but thanks for your call, Jerry. I I understand. But you're, you're retired now. I, I understand that. So it's not a fact. You don't care whether, you know, people lose their jobs. And I don't care. I'm sorry. That, that's probably too strong a phrase. But you're, re- you're retired. So businesses being closed and people losing their livelihood, that doesn't, it doesn't concern you because you're, you're retired. You got your, you know, all, all, you deserve it. You know, your pensions and Social Security and the money that you've saved. And, and, and that's, that's great. Now, I guess you'd say just all concerned about economics. No, I'm concerned about the people behind that. Do you want to do stuff that's unreasonable or unreasonably risky? Well, of course not. You, you don't. But I think at the same time, it's, it's also fair to say, what's this going to look like? And do I, do I want somebody close to me to get sick? Of course not. Take it. That's from the perspective of somebody who lost their first wife to cancer. I understand that nobody wants to go through any of that. At the same time, you have to balance stuff out. And I guess given the reality that we're coronavirus is going to be with us for the next year and a half at best, and maybe maybe a lot longer than that, the question becomes where does the balancing act come from? And, and you know, how do you tell people, Okay, we're we're not going to let you we're not going to let you open. We're not going to let you do business. We're not going to let you operate. And then, well, okay, if 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 you end up going bankrupt or you end up not being able to make your mortgage payments or losing your house or whatever, okay, well, you know, sorry, but you know, we we had to we had to like take this chance that there there couldn't be any passing of this disease. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Governor's press conference is just beginning. Here's Governor Tony Evers. Families, our neighbors, and our communities safe. It's a little more than three weeks ago now that I sat in this very chair and I asked for your help when I announced our Safer at Home order. I had met with business leaders and local health leaders, and overwhelmingly, we needed an all-hands-on-deck approach 
to stopping the spread of COVID-19 in Wisconsin. Each and every one of us had to do our part to make sure that our healthcare workers and system didn't become overwhelmed by an influx of cases. I've said all hands on deck meant you too, and by golly folks, you delivered. From businesses like La Crosse's Distillery that started making hand sanitizer last month and is partnering with the Badger State Sheriff's Association to deliver hand sanitizer to every de sheriff's department in the state, to folks at the Allen Centennial Garden helping keep up the spirits of healthcare workers at UW Hospital by donating hundreds of indoor plants from the greenhouse. To folks like Ashley from Monticello who donated her salon's supply of masks and disinfecting supplies to her local post office. And Larry from Austin, who is a diesel mechanic who's, st who's still working and making sure our truck drivers can get their goods to market. And educators who are still working to keep teaching, inspiring and empowering kids across our state. Like Mrs. Krieger from Mountain Bay Elementary, who reads a chapter from a book to her students every night. To the folks across Wisconsin who are picking up groceries for their neighbors, disinfecting hospitals and doctor, doctor's offices so they're safe for healthcare workers and their patients, running childcare centers, stocking the grocery store shelves, and making food so our restaurants can keep their doors open. And to the untold stories of folks across our state who are making sacrifices, who are trying to make ends meet, who are doing their best to get by, who've kept their families, their neighbors, and their communities healthy by staying safer at home. A few weeks ago, we had a pretty grim outlook for what COVID-19 could mean for our state. According to the model created by the Department of Health Services, Wisconsin was projected to have between 440 and 1,500 deaths from COVID-19 by April 8th. But safer at home is working, folks, and it's because of all of you that we are where we are today. In the first three months of Safer at Home, our data shows that we have saved at least 300 lives and perhaps as many as 1,400 lives. We have helped flatten the curve, which has resulted in fewer cases and hospitalizations, and folks, we've saved lives together. But as I said all along, I'm going to rely on the science and public health experts to help us guide us through these challenges. Because at the end of the day, my bottom line is keeping people safe. And we're not out, just, uh, we're not out of the clear just yet. COVID-19 has been and still is a situation that sometimes changes by the hour. And that's why just as I did three weeks ago, today I'm asking for your help. Earlier today, we announced that K-12 schools will remain closed for the remainder of the school year, and we are extending our Safer at Home order until May 26th. And I need all of you to continue doing the good work you've been doing so we can keep our families, our neighbors, and our communities safe, and so that we can continue flattening that curve so our healthcare workers and system can continue saving lives. Our new Safer at Home order includes the important protections that are keeping people safe, but it also includes some new flexibilities. This order will allow businesses new opportunities to serve customers, including deliveries and curbside pickup, while keeping their workers and customers safe. We're making it safer to shop at large retailers by implementing social distancing at stores like Target and Fleet Farm. 
craft stores will be able to more easily get folks materials they need to make their own face masks and coverings. We're also allowing people to pick up the latest novel or children's books from their local library through curbside pickup. And with the weather hopefully starting to warm up, you'll now be able to get outside and play a round of golf with some common sense restrictions. You can still get to take out to take get out to take a walk, go for a bike ride or walk the dogs. It's good exercise and it's good for everybody's mental health. But please don't take any unnecessary trips and limit your travel to essential needs like going to the doctor, grabbing groceries, or getting medication. Now, I know a lot of folks are concerned about the effects this will have on workers and businesses across our state. And believe me, no one wants to reopen our economy as much as I do. But the bottom line is that our businesses, our workers, and us as consumers can't be confident if we're not confident about our safety and our health. We can't think of this like flipping a light switch. It's like turning a dial. The more disciplined we are now, the faster we can turn it. Now, I want to be honest with you folks. Things won't get back to normal until there's a vaccine and treatment for this disease. And even then, our new normal will not be the same as our old normal. This will be a slow and gradual process. Let me be clear, this will not be like turning off a switch, but rather a dial that we can, we can turn to ramp down safer at home so that we can safely get back to our way of life. However, we know what we need to do to move forward. Our team at the State Emergency Operations Center has been hard at work developing a plan that will allow us to safely reopen our economy. I've been talking with business leaders and entrepreneurs, and so have members of my cabinet. I've also been communicating with governors around the country, particularly our neighbors in the Midwest. Here in the Midwest, we are bound by our commitment to our people and the community. We recognize that our economies are all reliant on each other, and we must work together to safely reopen them so hardworking people can get back to work and businesses can get back on their feet. Earlier today, I joined a bipartisan coalition of governors in announcing that the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana will work in close coordination to reopen our economies in a way that prioritizes workers' health. Our number one priority when analyzing when best to reopen our economy is the health and safety of our residents. We will make decisions based on facts, science, and recommendations from experts in healthcare, business, labor, and education. Phasing in sectors of our economy will be most effective when we work together as a, as a region. This doesn't mean our economy will reopen all at once or that every state will take the same steps at the same time, but close coordination will ensure we get this right. Over time, people will go back to work, restaurants will, will reopen, and things will get back to normal. Moving forward, we know that businesses need some clarity so that they can begin to plan. How can they make their customers feel safe? How can they make their businesses safe for their employees? And how can they implement appropriate social distancing? Well, here's how we'll do it. First, we need a massive expansion of our testing capacity. 
We've been steadily increasing our testing capacity for weeks, and private labs and more private labs continue to come online. That capacity will need to increase significantly. This will require us building our existing strong public-private partnerships that will serve all of Wisconsin. In order to support a dramatic increase in testing capacity, we will also need to grow our healthcare workforce and have sufficient personal protective equipment to ensure our workers are safe. We also need PPE for many of our critical workers to safely do their jobs. Right now, despite our state's ongoing efforts to get our fair share of supplies from the federal government, our successful PPE donation and buyback programs, and our aggressive procurement efforts, we still do not have enough PPP to keep all our workers safe, which is why we're working with health systems and businesses to implement decontamination strategies of our existing PPE so that we can safely bolster the supplies we have. So as we work towards safely reopening our economy, we're going to need a lot more PPE. The state continues to pursue this equipment through every avenue. Our members of Congress are great partners in pushing the federal government to do its part, and some Wisconsin businesses are already stepping up to help manufacture these supplies. In addition to expanding our testing capacity and acquiring more PPE, we will need to greatly expand our contact tracing efforts around the state. Once we've identified someone who is infected, it is imperative that we find out where they have been and who else they may have exposed. The more folks stay safer at home, the easier it is for our public health officers to trace their steps and contact others they have been in contact with. But when we're dealing with situations where someone who is sick has been in contact with dozens of other people in several different settings over a course of a week or more, it is much more of a challenge to track down everyone who might have been exposed. Contact tracing can be difficult and time-consuming work, but it is an essential program and uh, a component of our plan to safely reopen our economy when the science tells us the time is right. These major components, more tests, more PPE, contact tracing, along with daily analysis of the scientific data, will be the metrics that guide us going forward. At the end of the day, we have to remember we're all in this together, folks. And while we may, may not be all in the same boat, we're all weathering the same storm. So thank you for the work you've been doing by staying safer at home, and let's keep up the good work, Wisconsin. And with that, I'll turn it over to Secretary Andrea Palm. Thank you, Governor. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, as usual, uh, for joining us again today um, and for taking uh, these important steps uh, to continue to keep uh, Wisconsin uh, safer at home. Uh, safer at home is working. Uh, by working together as a state and following physical distancing guidelines, we have already saved lives. As the governor said, according to our modeling, in the first three weeks, Safer at Home has saved at least 300 lives and perhaps as many as 1,400 lives. We can continue to save lives by using Safer at Home. Together, we're flattening the curve. Together, we are supporting our healthcare workers by not overwhelming the hospital system. Together, we have saved lives, and together, we will save more. The data tells us that Safer at Home is working, and the science of the virus tells us what the path ahead needs to look like. 
by taking key steps in the next three weeks excuse me, in the next weeks and months, we will be able to reduce the likelihood of a future surge in COVID-19 cases and deaths. Instead, by taking these steps, we will continue to save lives and to build our healthcare capacity so that starting to turn the dial on safer at home is a safe step to take. Over the next month, while we remain safer at home, we here at the state uh, Statewide response will continue to build on the progress we've made with our partners in healthcare, the private sector, business, and local communities to keep Wisconsin safe. First, as the governor mentions, we need to continue to dramatically increase testing. This means we need to not only build more lab capacity and acquire more testing supplies, but it also means we need to obtain more personal protective equipment to make administering these tests safe. In a little over a month, thanks to a public-private partnership with Wisconsin biotech companies, we have already increased lab capacity from 500 to almost 7,000 tests a day. But we are still not testing enough to facilitate the kind of contact tracing we'll need to do moving forward or to know, or to know the true prevalence of COVID-19 in Wisconsin. We need a clearer picture of the situation, and the only way to take that picture is to further scale up our testing capacity. This is a critical and fundamental tool as we work to get to the next phase of our response. But testing isn't enough. Just knowing that the virus exists in a community, that's only the start. Once positive cases are identified, we must engage in contact tracing. Contact tracing involves interviewing every person who tests positive for COVID-19 to determine who else may have been exposed to the virus and then following up with those people so that they can take steps to quarantine or self-isolate. We've begun this work, but we will need a more robust system to put Wisconsin in a position to be able to actively and aggressively manage this virus until we have a vaccine or effective medical intervention. By identifying potential cases and then containing the spread, we will reduce the number of people infected and continue to protect our frontline healthcare workers, the healthcare system, and to save lives. But we also need to make sure we have safe spaces for isolation and quarantine to make that possible. The good news is that what we're doing, breaking the cycle of virus transmission through staying safer at home is working, which means we know what we must continue to do. The bottom line is that COVID-19 is a highly contagious virus that can infect people even if the level of exposure is low and can transmit even if the infected person is not showing any symptoms. Its high infection rate means that it travels easily between people and because people travel easily between geographic areas, the virus can spread easily between communities. There is no medicine for COVID-19 and there is no vaccine. So it is up to us to continue to work together to stop transmission and slow the spread. And we do that by staying safer at home. So here's where things stand today. We've got 29 active labs running COVID-19 tests in Wisconsin with a daily lab capacity of 7,578 tests. We have 40,974 negative tests, uh, which is an increase of 1,648 over yesterday. Uh, we have no additional counties reporting cases for the first time. And there are now 3,875 confirmed cases of COVID-19, which is an increase of 154 cases over yesterday. 
Our number of COVID-19 hospitalizations is 1,121, which is an increase of 30 patients. And that means that 28% of people who have tested positive for COVID-19 in Wisconsin have been hospitalized. Our total death uh, has now reached 197 Wisconsinites. Before we start to turn the dial on Safer at Home, further expanding testing and more robust public health containment measures must be in place. These steps will help us reduce the risk of a second wave of the virus. If we open up too soon, we risk overwhelming our hospitals and requiring more drastic physical distancing measures again. Extending Safer at Home will give Wisconsin the time to finish building up the tools we need to actively manage the virus and begin our return to a new normal. We can't change the fact that this virus is highly contagious, but we can stay home so it doesn't have the chance to infect us. We can't change the fact that there are no effective medicines and no vaccine, but we can stay home long enough for our hospitals to build enough capacity to treat people who need it. We need everyone's help to do this. At DHS and through our statewide response, we are doing the work to prepare our state and to take the steps we need to ease safer at home. But we cannot do this work without partners in the community. We're partnering with the labs and the healthcare system, with local governments and businesses large and small. And we cannot do this work without you. We know this is hard. And what we are asking you to do disrupts your everyday life, your ability to see family and friends, your ability to work and to make ends meet. But this is what we need to do to save lives. We are so thankful for the incredible and life-saving work our frontline healthcare workers are already doing. They are going to work for us. We need to stay home for them. We need you to stay safer at home a little longer, to take only essential trips a little longer, and to continue to follow quarantine and self-isolation guidance. Together we can protect each other, and together we can get through this. Thank you, Wisconsin, for all the work you have done and all the work you continue to do. And with that, I will turn it over to Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation CEO, Missy Hughes. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you, Governor. That's Governor Evers and the acting deputy deputy secretary. They want to. They intend to shut down the state for another essentially month and a half. Um, we're going to discuss in just a couple minutes whether you're buying what they are selling. Um, our, our text line has just gone nuts, and I'm going to share a lot of those texts that are coming in, and we'll open up the phone lines after the top of the hour news. Let me take a very quick break now. Back with more in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner. Live from the Annex Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back. 855-616-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Are you buying what the governor is selling? The breaking news is he's essentially ordering the state to stay shuttered or in its present situation for the next six weeks through Memorial Day, late May. So that means no, no bars being allowed to open, no restaurants being allowed to open, no hair salons being allowed to open, no barber shops being allowed to open, certain other businesses allowed to open but not allowing people in. So you, you could call and do orders. And you, you heard the justification for this. My take 
I think there were a lot of us who were supportive of the governor with the safer at home order. But now that we've seen the way it plays out, that you've seen the numbers and, and you've seen the fact that we really haven't had an, an outbreak statewide uh, of any significant statistical degree. And as we talked about earlier, if you look at where what all half of the cases are Milwaukee County, most of those are the city of Milwaukee. I think it's going to be tough to explain to a lot of people around the state why these businesses are going to essentially be bankrupted over the course, and individuals are going to be bankrupted over the course of the next six to seven weeks. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm just going to, I, I, I literally have hundreds of, of texts and emails that have come in. Let me just, I'm just going to go up and down reading some of these. Wasn't the goal to flatten the curve? Haven't we done that? The guy is on a power trip. All right. Uh, Jeff, we need to flatten the curve any even flatter. Um, there will be a massive public outcry. Many small and medium businesses are going to be affected by this. Jeff, Kohl's is done. Hmm. Um, let's see. Jeff, ironically, safer at home is working mainly because more and more people aren't working anymore. Jeff, please get a grassroots effort going to have Evers removed. This is ridiculous. He's going to create the worst economic disaster since the Dust Bowl. Um, let's see. I shared with you the one from Matt who said he works in the supplying the professional beauty industry. Said they're going to just have salons and barbershops that are just going to be out of work. Um, Jeff, if there's one word that characterizes the Evers presser on COVID, it's condescending. It's like he's preaching to a ninth grade earth science class, explaining things he does not understand, calling me folks. Um, let's see. Uh, I have two words for the Governor Evers plan. Good Good luck. Um, let's see. Jeff, if New York is giving a May 15th date, why are we May 26th? Our state leaders are crazy. We need to work. The state government wants everyone to rely on government handouts. This is absurd. Um, hmm. Okay, Jeff, where are the closings of state workers? With resorts, parks, and most things closed, do we really need fishing licenses? But these people are still working. Well, I, look, I'm not going to argue that we need to be laying off people. Um <clears throat> Let's see, Jeff, I'm glad he did this. You can find a new job, but once you're dead, you're dead for a long time. Okay? Um, once you're dead, you're dead for a long time. Um, let's see. Yeah, it just kind of goes on and on here. Let's see. Um, is Evers going to give up his salary? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's still working. I don't, I'm not saying he should be out of work. Uh, Jeff. Time to get the recall movement going. Uh, Jeff, another month. You got to be kidding me. Uh, let's see. 855 616 1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let me flip over to some of the emails here. Um, let's let's go. Uh, Jeff, we can't. It's we. This is an, uh, We can't believe Evers is doing to this. This does. We are in shock, and it's a copy of a letter that's being sent to a Republican legislature. It is with heavy heart that I write you today. I'm reaching out to you on behalf of the business community in this state, and at the urging of my coworkers, we don't know who else to turn to. You and your Republican colleagues cannot allow this most recent executive order from Evers to stand. The business community in this state cannot accept fiats at whim 
from a man who never generated a single organic profit dollar in a professional lifetime. There is no empathy for private business. The past month has crippled the manufacturing industry, any industry in the state for that matter. Uncertainty has caused alarm among even businesses with solid revenues and work in their shops. They've suspended all but the most essential spending on raw materials and consumables. This is killing any vendor who supplies capital equipment to our state businesses, literally killing us. Our phones aren't ringing. There's no inquiries on our emails. Vendors are not allowed into most facilities on lockdown. Machinery movers cannot enter most facilities to move machines. Every customer who has active projects in process when virus fears set in has put them on hold indefinitely. Another month of this is going to literally spell doom for a majority of private businesses in the state. Your favorite restaurant, your local bar, your friendly local machine tool dealer will be gone by the end of May. We cannot sustain another full month of zero revenues. We just can't. This cannot be allowed to stand. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Um, let's talk to Roger in West Dallas. Roger, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. Uh, Hi, Roger. You know, it, it just it just baffles me that that you had mentioned that the the numbers of the virus aren't what the state had predicted. That's true. That's because social distancing was put in place. The stay at home order. If that why do you assume that? Why do you assume why do you assume that? Isn't it possible that Well because no I'll tell you that because well, I didn't say it didn't have any impact. I, I'm not arguing that. Well, that's what you but were implying. We, it, no, 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 no. I social. It Absolutely. is working. I'm no, no, no. But to say that we would have had 22,000 cases using a model that I think most reasonable people would agree would be flawed. You had all a these model apoplex- is a model. It's it's uh, it's reading. It's a wrong. Ball. There's no. Well, there's exactly. No- well, that's. Well, that's my point. I th- thanks for the call. I see. I mean, that that's my point. You know, you come out with these junk. Mo- Look, th- th- remember what happened earlier? Okay, you had the reports that you had. Okay, so we're going to have two hundred forty thousand deaths in this country, and then you know the stock market craters, and then three days later, it's oh well, this model was wrong. It turns out to be sixty thousand. I sent out a tweet a long time ago explaining why these early models were so screwed up because you know typically they they used samples that came from Italy and China that were based on on bad numbers. You put bad numbers in, you get bad numbers out. I'm not going to argue that social distancing hasn't worked. My argument is it, it has worked. And my argument is that, candidly, I think most people in Wisconsin get it. I think it's going to be a long time before people don't maintain distances. I think it's going to be a long time before people don't go into public settings wearing masks and things like that. We are doing that. We're already doing it, and so for the governor to order businesses to be closed indefinitely to cripple a lot of these businesses, that's where my issue comes in. You know, yeah, of course social distancing has worked. But let's not throw out this, well, we, we've, it, there would have been 22,000. No, I don't think anybody seriously believes that. Would it have been more than we have? Yeah, a- absolutely. And look at where we are now. You do have, if the goal was to flatten a curve, we, we haven't had a huge curve. Now, look, I, I think you need to start opening up stuff on a gradual basis. I, I get it. But to say that we're going to close down things for another month and a half which is really what we're looking at we're on april 16th he's talking about through may 20 through memorial day and memorial day would be um 
Well, that, that Monday is the 25th. So we're talking about another, let's see, one, two, got my calendar here, three, four, five and a half, almost six weeks. All right, so, I mean, what 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 are businesses going to look like in six weeks? And forget the businesses. What are employees? If you're somebody who's been laid off, if you're one of those servers in a restaurant and you've not been able to work, if you're one of these people who are in a non-essential business who hasn't been able to work, what you're gonna lo- what's your life going to look like in, in six weeks? I'm just I'm saying that that is a factor that needs to be considered. 855-616-1620. Back with more of your calls and more of your texts in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner. Back to take your calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. They are coming in. Here's a text. Jeff. Oh, so what you're saying is that uh, I only regret that I have what but one mother who can lose her life for the local economy. No. You know, that that see and that that's the false pretenses that are set up. Look, people make individual choices. For example, if you have someone who is in a particularly vulnerable situation, whether a compromised immune system or older or whatever, all right, they're, they're still going to follow the social distancing things. I'm not saying that, okay, take somebody out for a visit and go, you know, pack into a, a crowded sports bar. Of course you don't do that. You still practice those various things. But that does that mean that other people who aren't necessarily in those high-risk groups, that, that that's, that, that they shouldn't be able to make decisions. And, of course, the reality is, even if you allow businesses to start to open, I mean, people are going to be going back to them slowly anyways. People are going to be practicing social distancing. People are going to be, I, I think, smart. Um, Jeff, this is, let's see, this is ridiculous. We have learned how to social distance. We should be able to allow businesses to open and imply these practices. How can we overturn this? Well, um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. He needs to drag this out as long as possible. Um, this is going to be a political thing. Well, I, I don't know. Governor Evers, what is he thinking? We have many medical professions that are being furloughed because they canceled non-elective surgeries, checkups, etc. No income to medical facilities. We need our facilities. Our, see, that's an interesting thing, too. I have a number of texts from people who have talked about how they have had to delay routine medical treatment. Um, elective procedures being canceled. And, and here's the story, and, and you know, check it out. There are hospitals that are laying off people, furloughing people, canceling shifts because they have essentially stopped business. Everything is, is focused here. We're going to take emergency rooms and we're going to take surgical things and we're going to convert them over so we have space in the event that there is a coronavirus surge. Okay, I understand that. But the flip side of that means that people, you know, you need a knee replacement, it, it's put off. You need, you know, let's say you you have a routine health situation. You go in every couple months to have your diabetes monitored or whatever. Well, okay, you're, you're, you're putting that whole thing on hold for the possibility that we might have this huge outbreak. And I'm not encouraging people to be irresponsible at this, but I'm encouraging people to, like, balance balance this out as opposed to saying, all right, we're, we're going to close everything down. Uh, let's see, Jeff, what precedent are we setting now? Are we going to shut everything down on a whim for all of the what-ifs in the future? Now, look, I don't know that this is a, I don't know that this is a whim, but seriously, Jeff, Fond du Lac County only has eight active cases of COVID-19. Open up the county. That's the point I was making earlier in the show. When you look at the numbers of where this is coming from, of the 
COVID-19 cases. Half of the cases in the state come from Milwaukee County, and most of those cases come from the city of Milwaukee. You know, if the governor were to say, hey, I'm working with the mayor, and we realize that this is where this spot is, and so we're going to have extended requirements for Milwaukee County if, if these numbers continue, I would understand that. But, uh, again, most of the state, you, you do not have any danger, at least at this point in time, of the health care system being overwhelmed because there just aren't that many cases. Now, is it possible that there could be an outbreak here or there? Well, well yeah. And then, you know, once you start to see that, maybe maybe you have to um, do that. Jeff, my husband has been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, his treatment is on hold until God knows when. Um, well, that's, you know, that's, that's an issue, uh, because again, you know, we're, we're diverting all these systems. Jeff, I apologize if I'm wrong about this. I just heard that golf courses are going to be opening, but with restrictions and he can't open state parks, uh, golf courses are going to be allowed to open, but there are strict restrictions, including like no golf carts and things like that. Um, okay, let's see. Um, Jeff, I think he should have waited at least until two weeks um, to see what the impact of in-person voting had. Everyone thought that would kill the whole state, but one at, one week out, there's no noticeable difference. Well, I think, you know, that's a, that is a factor, too. I, um, Jeff, what is wrong with the governor? The whole state is going to crash and burn. Where are our rights? Well, okay, I mean... I don't know if the whole state's going to crash and burn, but this is a significant um, impact. Jeff, Governor Evers should be moving mountains to get aggressive testing ramped up, open up with social distancing, mask requirements, let individual businesses and offices figure out the safety measures, and trust us to stay at home if we are at risk. Well, you, you do have that issue. Look, the reality is I think a lot of businesses have changed their way of looking at this stuff. My, my guess is... Governor Evers' order or not, for example, my guess is in my industry, those of us who can broadcast from home, I think we're probably going to be broadcasting from home for the foreseeable future. Okay, back with more in just a minute. If you're on the line, please hold on. If you want to join us, um, 855-616-1620. This is Jeff Wagner. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. So very glad to have you with us. Our, our text line, as you might expect, has, has exploded, as is the phone lines, and as my email. And uh, Some are serious, and some are kind of funny. Okay, Jeff, so me and my three buddies can fill a car, drive to a golf course for a round, but once we get there, we can't use a cart because we might share COVID-19 while sitting next to each other out in the open air. <laughs> I, uh, there, there is an element of of that too, Jeff. Does this mean we should all go to Iowa to get our air cut, our haircut? Well, um, there, there is an element of of that that's out there as well. Um, all right, let's see, uh, Jeff. Thank you for keeping me sane. This is nuts. Well, that's, I that that's what I'm here for. Although I expect that some people think I'm driving them in and say, "Oh, you just want to kill people." No, I, I, I don't. I, I just think we need to be smart about this, and they're, they're planning to reopen New York May 15th. The governor of Kentucky, his stay-at-home order is going to expire May 1st, and ours is extending till after Memorial Day. Steve in Hartford. Steve, thanks for waiting. Good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Um, I've listened to your show quite a while. tried to get in a few times. It's the first time I've gotten through. Good enough. Thanks for calling. Um, 
Yes, uh, I guess I think we're missing a perfect opportunity for the lost art of compromise. You have the mm-hmm. business community that certainly uh, wants to get things going again, and then, of course, the health community that's concerned about the serious nature of this virus. So I'm thinking uh, May 15th would have been a good shot, like one of your texts said, you know, somewhere in there, and then take another look at it. I'm, I'm surprised he extended it that far. Yeah. And if I can say a couple other quick points, you know, Germany, I believe, is opening their schools up again, and uh, we haven't even seen the national guidelines. I'm surprised they made this decision before the national guidelines came out and without looking at other aspects. Right. I'm all for the uh, care on the health side of it, but uh, a little surprised that he went that far out. Why not middle of May and then take another look at it? Or th- thanks for call. Or I mean, or see, this is and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I think the majority of people, myself included, were, were with the governor on the initial safer at home thing. I, I think that that's and you know, which was supposed to expire with April twenty third, April twenty fourth. You know, in what's you know next week or something. I and and I think to look at the numbers. Well, here's the reality: we have seen the numbers. You have not had th- this this huge outbreak in Wisconsin. Now, I believe they used a flawed study in the beginning to make it look much more apocalyptic than it really was. But but they're, they're sticking with that. And, and we, we don't know whether the study was flawed, like a lot of the other models that were rolled out originally were flawed. Apparently the governor doesn't want to acknowledge that there could have been a possibility this was flawed. And, and also the truth that safer at home is working. Of course, you know, there, there's been less of a spread from safer at home because we've done it than if you hadn't had it. Of, of course. Now, my point is, again, that I think people have gotten that by and large and i think you know most of us are practicing social distancing and are going to continue to do that and especially for the people that are in those vulnerable groups well i mean okay if 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 you were you know an 83 year old you know cancer patient you know you'd be nuts to be running into you know like a crowded sports bar not that there's going to be any sports going on but but okay Shouldn't we give some people some credit for, for recognizing that? Now, I understand the school thing. I, I was saying all along that I thought it was extremely unlikely that you would have schools open up. I, I understand the limits on large gatherings. I mean, who knows when we're going to be able to go to a sporting event again. And, and candidly, I, I understand that. I mean, as somebody who wants to be willing to balance risks, if, if you were to say to me, Jeff, your favorite restaurant is, is going to open up tomorrow night and we're going to have the servers are going to have gloves and they're going to have masks and they're going to space out the tables, would you go back? My answer would be yes. I would be willing to take that risk. On the other hand, if you said to me, Jeff, you want to run to that, that crowded sports bar and be with, you know, 300 strangers, my answer would be no. I mean, people are going to balance that out. Um, let's see, Jeff. Germany wants to reopen on on May fourth. Um, okay, well, you know that that would be fine. Uh, Jeff, he did extend it, but you know he he says the order can be superseded if needed. Um, well, that yes, I mean you can always come up with with new orders, but I think you have to start giving business people an opportunity to know when when for realistically when when you're going to be able to open up again so you can start ordering things so that you can start lining up your employees and right now i mean the the standard is we're going to close things down now there is an interesting issue because typically 
the, the one law that the governor invoked only gives him authority to do this until like May 12th. I think he's saying that he's got authority under another law. It's going to be curious to see what the Republicans who control the legislature are going to say. And I will be interested over the next 24 hours to see where Republican leadership is and are we potentially looking at, at lawsuits, not predicting that. But, uh, again, it, it's one of the things that I think is um, – there. Um, Jeff, we need to stop calling it social distancing. This is a clear, that's a clear PC description of what is actually a government lockdown. They have now moved the target. The curve was flattened. Now they expand the criteria to list five more things. I think this will be outrageous. Jeff, there will be, okay, there will be no economy if we were all sick or dead. Well, okay, that's, that's, that's true. There'll be no economy if we're all sick or dead. Um, if if you really think that coronavirus is going to kill everybody, you know, stay at home. That's that's all I can tell you. Just like kind of just just stay at home and and don't go out because again, coronavirus is going to be with us a- until you find a cure or there's a vaccine, and and that's that's just a long way off. And for the people who are particularly in the vulnerable groups, they, I, I do think they should be staying at home. And, and, and that's not going to change whether or not the dog rumor is open or whether or not the Hallmark store is, is open. I mean, if you're particularly vulnerable to this, you know, you, you should be social distancing and you shouldn't be going out until we get that herd immunity. But that doesn't mean that everybody should be like that. And again, if you look at the numbers, and I'm kind of a look at the numbers guy, we haven't had the apocalyptic results that, that were predicted. And that's good and it's positive. This is Jeff Wagner.